0: The following audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com. Acts chapter 3, verse 1, and let's go through this. On the day that Peter and John... We're going up to the temple in the time of prayer three, at three in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called beautiful. I don't know about you, but that's funny. That's funny that, I, that, that, that the gate is called beautiful, but something beautiful isn't happening. It's amazing about perspective. Many times God sees something different than we see, and we call it terrible, but God calls it beautiful, not because of what's going on, but what is about to happen. I, I find it interesting that he's going somewhere beautiful, broke. Listen to this where he was put in every day to beg for those who were going into the temple courts. If I was going, and, and you know what? This is smart. This is smart. I ain't, got, I ain't got a problem with this guy because see, you see a lot of people carrying a sign that says, hey, need some help, need some food, need some whatever, and they're by like a busy intersection with, with like four lanes. If I was a, a guy that needed some assistance, I'd be going right next to a church. You know what I'm saying? That's what this dude was. Like, how you doing? You going to tithe? You know, I'd be like right there. I wouldn't be on a four laner with them going. 75 miles an hour. I think I'd be right next to the door. Let me get your door. So you going to church. Here's my sign. <laughs> you know, but anyway, this guy's got gang. It's good. He's good. All right. Look at this. And when Peter saw John about to enter, he asked him for money. Peter looked straight at him as did John. And Peter said, look at us. And so the man gave them his attention expecting to get something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In Jesus' name of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, helping him up. That's, that's interesting. Taking him by the right hand and helping him up. He instant, instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went into the temple courts, walking, come on, jumping and praising God. Everybody say walking. walking. Jumping. Jumping. And praising God. One more time. Walking, jumping, praising God. Then all the people saw him walking and praising God. That recognized him as the same man who used to sit and beg at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I want to spend just a, a minute real quick talking about this. I see, I, I, in this text, we can see that Peter and John... Show us what the true heart of Christianity is and the true heart of Christianity is to activate others. That God does it in me and then I become a funnel and I do it in somebody else. That is the kingdom that God does it and then we do it. And and as we look at this, it's easy and there's so many concepts that I want to pull out, but I'm going to be really quick. Because I, I know that the Cowboys are playing and we're going to be nine and one. Come on. Come on. Uh, so, so anyway, you know, things that are really important. But um, church, I want you to see that these men were not too busy to speak life into someone that was broken. That they weren't too busy. And, And if we're not careful, we'll get into our spiritual routine of life and we'll come and we'll do the things of God. But we'll never connect with someone that's broken, broken. And here's the thing. What's funny is this man asked for some money, but that's not really what he wanted. And we meet relationships and people all the time that are maybe asking the wrong question or they're limited in their creativity and they're saying, hey, can I get a five? But they don't know the capacity of God to heal, change, and totally transform a life. Let me ask you this question. If this man that was broken knew the capacity in John and in Peter and the capacity of God, that they served, do you think he would have asked for a 20 or do you think that he would have asked for his legs? See, a lot of times I meet people that come to church that are just wanting a 20. Come on. I, I just need to feel a little bit better about my 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 sin. I just need to feel a little bit better about my kids. I just need to feel a little bit better about 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 this offense. I just need to if I could just get a mulligan. If I could get a redo. If God could just help me a little bit. But but God doesn't you, we're asking this, but he has the potential to do this and this will change your life. This will make what you used to be broken thrive. This will make you run when this will keep... Does this make sense? Come on. Listen, as we look at this, I want you to know something. And it's important for us to know this, that I, miracles and healing still happen. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Come on. It still happened, and, and I know that it's it's very easy for us because... The reality is, it's easy to get jaded with church because you believe and it didn't happen the way you thought it would happen. Come on, I remember being a kid and I didn't even know much about God. And I grew up in Catholic church. I, I grew up in Catholicism. But I, I, I bel- I had, somehow I had got the understanding that if I pray, God will do something. And I remember praying that my parents wouldn't get divorced. But they did. And then, you know, because I I mean, I was really intently praying like my emotional ability was spent. I mean, I don't know what faith was or what this was, but all I know is that my passion and everything I had went into believing that this would happen and it didn't happen the way I believed it. And there's a lot of believers that I see that have compartmentalized God and said that. Well, I guess this is the only thing that God will do because they didn't see some answers and they didn't get some requests and they didn't get these petitions met. And can I tell you this, that it's very important for us to not be thrown as believers into a position of doubting who God is. God's outside of time. And you, the reality is there's a big theological concept that we can start breaking down. I don't have the time to that, but if you'll come back and you'll do life with us, we'll be able to teach you the concepts of why bad things happen to good people and why is not every request always answered the, meet, the, the, the second that we, that we pray the prayer. But here's what I can tell you this is that if you move into a position of doubting, you'll never see miraculous things happen in your own life. And you'll never... Let me ask you this. Do you think God put stories of great things that Jesus did in the Bible so that we could go, man, I wish I lived there? Man, I I wish we lived there, because if we lived there, then man, really cool stuff would happen. But we live here, so... (laughs) I mean, is this story a bunch of nanny nanny boo boo you didn't live when, when Jesus did? Come on. Come on. Because if that is it, then we're reading a story that we can never get a hold of. Or we're reading a story that God has not changed and Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, yes, come on. today, yes. and forever. Come on. Come on. Now, I've seen craziness on both sides, I've seen people who are crazy. You know what I'm saying? Won't take your kid to the doctor. They take your kid to the doctor. But then on the other side, I've seen people that they don't believe in anything. And I'm like, how are you even saved? <laughs> you don't believe nothing. The reality is this. That when our, day, our doubt it, it, it is bigger than our faith. Well, it's just like this math equation. It's just like this math equation. The math of faith and doubting goes like this. Little faith a lot of doubt. And the Bible says that we can't be, be, be in James, it says that, that we can't be thrown by the wind and the surf of the sea, doubting every time things don't go our way. Was God for me? Is he not for me? Is he for? Oh, I am. And we can't go forward because we're in a state of confusion. But the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. So if you're confused, is God want you to do this or he doesn't to do And if you're always confused, that's like the wave of the ocean coming in and out, and can I tell you that you're always going to be better in faith believing that God is going to move. Always. Here, Peter and John's response to this man, they knew the name above all names, and many times we're too busy, and we, we, we don't take the time to help our fellow man. For all of those that went to serve at Saving Grace, what you did yesterday through your service? Well, I, I, I understand. It was just service. I mean, well, how important was it? We, wrote, we raised leaves. You know, I wasn't even as smart as Eric. He had gloves. I didn't. I break. I picked up leaves. That all the leaves were stuck in my hand. I was like, I was bruised for your... No, no I mean, but, but... Mopping. How significant is mopping and cleaning and bags and all of this? How significant was all of that? Well, here's the deal is that too many believers, if we don't hit a home run and get someone saved and transformed in one moment, we see it as a waste of time. But all relationship is an investment. Right. Yes. And so I don't know what's going to happen because of that one day. But here's what I know, is I know that a bunch of women came and they were working and they were getting trying to manage their life and they came back to their home feeling like, Someone loved them, someone noticed them, and, and that they were valued. You can't tell me that they didn't sleep better last night than they did when they left the night before. Does that make sense? You have to, when they laid their head, so we made a, a spiritual investment. And here's the deal. Well, we don't always get a quick return. Come on, seed, time, and harvest. Sometimes there are miraculous miracle moments, but sometimes, come on, somebody, there is a process and we've got to know both. We've got to know both. Listen, for us, I want to see this house to be different than any other church, not better, different. Okay. I'm not competing with other churches. We're not. So if you came from another church that you didn't like, we understand that you're probably going to be here, not like us. Because everything goes from glory to glory. So there's got to be something that changes in you for you to be able to do life here. Because we're probably not going to impress you. And I feel no reason to. That's the reality. But if you want to come here and, and let God transform your life, and you want to come and be a part of what God's doing here, then guess what? We can do great things together. We can do great things together. But, but, but here's the thing. Let's talk about this. As we look at this and we look at, at Peter and we look at John, there was something in them that they were unashamed and they were not insecure about what they had to offer. And come on, if that is not a place for the church, we've got, we can't be insecure any longer about what God has given us to give. I may not be able to give you this, but I can give you that. I may not be able to know this, but I can give you this. I may not know all about Genesis or Exodus or Revelation. I may not know about all of this theology, but I can give you something. And God will always bless what I give rather than what I withhold. See, I love the fact that this man gets called up and it changes the environment of the church see the temple was the church I don't know how boring I don't know if it was, you know, the the the, the preacher that, that talks on uh, the Princess Bride and marriage. <laughs> I have no idea if it was, marriage is what brings us to <laughs> I have no idea if it was, like, lame. I have no idea if it was stuffy. I don't know if there was, you know, so, uh, certain kind of glass everywhere where, you know what I'm saying, everybody felt like they had to, like, take five showers before they walked into the church. I don't know how it looked or how it felt. But all I know is that this day, the environment of the house, the environment of the church was different. And someone was walking, leaping, and praising God. And that's why when you walk in, you may have been to another church and you're like, man, you guys are so loud. (laughs) Y'all clap. Don't y'all know that in worship you're supposed to sing in your heart? I hear you. I'm so distracted. I can't even worship with them because I'm hearing you. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? Yeah, because here's the thing. I was broken and I know how it feels to be on the verge of being in but being out but God begins to do a work in this man's life and it changes the environment of the house. And so, yeah, I obviously, I, wanna, I, I want to be measured. I don't want to be crazy. I don't see that Jesus was crazy. And, I, and we're not going to be a crazy church. That's just how it is. We're not, not going to be that. Well, are you limiting God? I'm going to do what Jesus did. And when I read the stories of Jesus, I don't see crazy I see intentional how can we unlock people how can I show them the love of my father how can I break that assignment from the enemy off of their life and see them move to where God has them to be that's what I see and I want to give you a couple things real quick I'm gonna get out of the way because I only got three minutes left Four ways that we can change the environment, and it is my heart that we become people who change the environment. In Rogers, in Northwest Arkansas, in Bentonville. First of all, is you got to be free. You got to be free. People can't be free if you're not free. You've got to be the conduit of freedom. Come on, there's got to be some walking, leaping, and praising God. And the reality is there's a process. This man had to get up. This man started to jump. And then then this man started to praise. And too many times we want people to praise before they walk. There's got to be a process in life. Where, you know what, I'm getting up and I'm walking in to something that I've never done before. That's why, well, uh, you know... Your church, I just don't know if it's spiritual enough. It's probably not. You need to leave. I mean, the, that's the reality. Because I know that people, we are in a post-Christian world. And so we're not going to run the church like the 80s. We're not. We're not going to run this church like the 80s. So the reality is, that I need some people to come here that are just walking. They're just walking. The fact of the matter is that their boss, their kids, their life, they're all, it's out of whack. They don't understand God or how God fits in their world. And we need to have a place for people where they can walk in and not feel like I don't belong here. But then, here's the deal. The word will go forth. And here's the deal. They'll start jumping. Jumping. And they'll start, can I, can I show up to that? Can I grow? Can I do? Can I, is it all right if I come to framework? <laughs> Baby, jump in. Come on, let's, let's come on, Let jump in. Let's start, some, let's start life together. Let's start. To, and then all of a sudden, their praise changes. And that's why you'll see us standing up, praising, lifting our hands, singing out loud. Not because it's for show. I'm not doing this for you. But I'm not going to be intimidated by you either. The reality is this. I don't, I don't want to be church. I don't want to be a churchy church. I don't. I don't want to be a amen, hallelujah, praise God, amen, hallelujah, praise God. It's like this insider lingo that everybody, only we get. And you know what I'm saying? The insider lingo that you have to have been in church for 20 years to, for everybody to understand. <laughs> you know, it's like in our visitor packet we have these definitions. <laughs> he said it, amen. What does that mean? I mean, here's the deal. If you don't say amen to your boss, (laughs) hey, we're going to change our schedule. Amen! (laughs) Take him off promotion. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Listen, I don't want to be anti-reverent. Listen, I believe in holiness. I believe in authenticity. I believe in a supernatural transformation. But I, this church is not, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to have to back up and re-say it. But this church is not necessarily for you. It's to equip you so that you can touch ministry and bring in other people who were where you were. Does that make sense? And so yeah, it's for you. I, your family has to go to the hospital to things happen. We're, we're counseling and praying, and, and we have life groups, and we want you to be a part of that. We want you to be connected, and we want to be connected with you. But the reality is is that our hope is that you would come and touch ministry. Mm-hmm. You've got to be free. Yeah. You've got to be ready you got to be ready. Listen, Peter and I loved it was just such a I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a G moment. You know, it was just like a, you know what I'm saying? Was, hey, can I have a dollar? No, but I'll give you this. I mean, it was like there was like no process. Like some of you, you know what I'm saying, like you're processors and you're like, mm, "I need to take a minute." You know what I'm saying? It was like instantaneous. It was just like, "No, but here." <laughs> You got to be ready. You know, the one thing that you can't do when opportunity comes is practice. And we got so many Christians that are like your professional practicers. Like, like we, got to, we got to be doing what God's called us to do. You got to be ready. And so that's why we read our Bible. We don't read our Bible because it's spiritual homework. We read our Bible because I'm getting ready. I never know who I'm going to meet. I never know what God's going to do. Does that make sense? I never know how God's going to insert me into this whole other idea that I didn't even plan. That's why we're studying. That's why we pray. That's why we come to life groups. That's why we engage. That's why we do stuff together because we're getting ready and we're getting prepared. We have to be confident. Listen, Christians, it's all right if you try to do good and you blow it, It, it's all right. If you try to do good and you blow it, listen, there is a difference between not doing and doing it overboard or doing it a little wrong, you know, doing, you know what I'm saying? I would rather people err on action than err on inaction because action means I'm committed and action means I'm scared. I believe that God can fix our messes. Peter jumped. Hey, if that's you, bid me out on the water. Let me come. All right, come. I mean, I I can deal with sinking moments. But I can't deal with safety. Because here's the deal. God has a calling on your life. And it's huge. And the last thing is we got to act. We got to act. Listen, I. I know that many of us have the desire, but you gotta act. Listen, I have a desire to wanna be this prolific reader, and that every week I'm knocking out another book, and my, my, my bedroom is full of books. But when I get done with the day, the last thing I wanna do is pick up this five pound novel. <laughs> Now, I don't know why, but I went to Barnes & Nobles. I went to Books a Million, and the book was calling to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be a great book. Put it on my shelf. (laughs) I have the desire to read it, but sometimes I don't have the action. And I want to encourage you, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're at in life, Richard spoke today. We talk today, you may be walking, you may be ready to jump in, you may be ready to sing a different tune, and your song has been mostly a slow jam that's depressive, but maybe your song is about to change, and it's off of who hurts you, and it's off of you, and it starts to be on how great God is. We want our church to be walking, leaping, and praising God. Because here's the deal. That's when broken people come. And it's not religion. It's about this relationship that changes your life. Does that make sense? And so I want to pray real quick. And we're going to do two things. I'm going to ask you in just a second to stand up with us. And they're gonna lead us in a chorus of of this song. And, and I'm gonna ask you to examine your own heart. Where, where are you? And let me ask you this. Where do you know you need to be? Because we're moving past the desire into action. Come on, God, what do you want me to do? It's, it's, it's time for me to change some things. It's time for me to grow in some areas. Come on. Ah, I need to get up and start doing the things that God's asked me to do. And if that's you, I believe that today God is going to impact and transform your life. You got to stand up with me. Thanks for listening. To see what's happening at the house, follow us on social media at the house underscore NWA.